Come on with your Bibles in your hands. We're going to go right to the word of God. And once again, we'll confess. And here's the confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do. I felt something right there. The Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. My God, I am strong because the Bible says I'm strong. I can do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Father God, heal our hearts and feed me your word. And if you believe it, go ahead and put your hands together and make some noise. Amen. Amen. Let me just walk uh, lightly. I, I'm not planning on being before you long, and I know everybody, we always say that. So I don't know if I will be or not, but I'm not planning on it. <laughs> but uh, let me walk slowly and just, uh, you know me, I'm very candid, very honest. To pretend like my heart's not in a million pieces would be just a lie. My heart is shattered on the inside. I'm broken for my members. Not only the situation that happened with the Garrett's, but the other lady that passed was found in one of our members' homes. And so it's just death on top of death. And there is a there is a sense or a feeling that God, if I'm the wrong man for the job, let me know. I will run the tape ministry. I will sit in the back. I do not have to be doing this if I'm not the man for the job. Just, in, you know, not, not being defeated or living defeatist, but sometimes you're just having honest conversations with God. God, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Because if I'm messing this up, please let me know. I'll go out the way. But, you know, sometimes when I'm talking to God in that manner, he doesn't always talk back. He says what he wants to say, when he wants to say, how he wants to say. But sometimes he doesn't speak through himself. He uses people to speak. So as I was just throwing that prayer out there, just saying, God, just let me know. Somebody texted me and said, you're the man for this hour. Not knowing what I'm praying, talking to God about, but sent the right person at the right time to say the right thing. And what I want to share with you on this morning is stop thinking because you're not holding the mic that you can't make a difference. We're called the body of Christ for a reason. And so many people have reached out to me. My, my cousin is here 
today. And while I was on the scene, I got a call from him and just hearing his voice and he prayed with me. And then there was another pastor that said, I said, when this is all over, call me. I want to pray with you. One thing I do know, you can believe what you want to believe. You can serve whatever God you want to serve. But the God that we serve, when we do it well, you don't have to live life alone. I'm like Joshua. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Am I disappointed? Yes. But I wouldn't serve any other God. I, I, I wouldn't turn to any other God. I wouldn't trust any other God with this pain because he knows what I'm going through and he's got people in the body that can help me when I'm going through. So having said that, let me add this. Please don't go through it alone. If you don't have to, because you don't have to. Well, the folk in my church will run their mouth. We'll talk to another church. There got to be somebody somewhere you can talk to. But I can't trust the church folk. Go to therapy. God doesn't mind you going to a therapist. You don't have to do this life alone. But in the midst of it all, God finds a way to lift us up. So having said that, I'm going to move into what I feel like I need to share for today. And uh, to, to my bishop, <laughs> Bishop Jimmy Clark, if you could just do the closing prayer and just pray over us because we, we definitely need it. But the word that came to me late last night, early this morning, actually, was sacrifice. The word sacrifice. In this new modern age with screens and lights and technology, it's a word that we don't like to talk about too much. Sacrifice. I'm going to church to get my praise on. I'm going to church to get my breakthrough. I'm going to church for me, me, me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you're in a situation when you need, but many times we forget we're actually called to sacrifice. And if you don't know that this age that we are in will remind you that we are going to have to sacrifice. When I say we, I'm talking about the body of Christ, us as believers. We are going to have to sacrifice because the world is hurting and they're looking at us and if they would look at us in 2020, we were too busy, too busy fighting over who's supposed to be in office. Churches preaching about who's supposed to be in office. And there's a world out there dying, hooked on opioid, don't know where they're going to turn. And we fighting over ignorant stuff. At some point, you got to learn how to sacrifice even what you think is right. I've been married 23 years and I couldn't be married 23 years if I didn't sacrifice. See, let, let me talk about me. I'm a preacher by nature, but not only am I a preacher, I'm like a lawyer. I lay out my case. And so I got shocked when my wife didn't want me to hear or didn't want to hear me say all the reasons why she was wrong. 
I, I was ready to lay it all out and it didn't get me anywhere. And sometimes God was saying, shut up, Andre. But no, I'm right. I don't want to shut up. I, I, I got this, this on Tuesday. You did this on Wednesday. You did this. I, I want to bring all that up. But guess what? When I didn't listen to God, I made things worse. I learned that if I was going to live with her, I was going to have to sacrifice. And if she was going to live with me, she was going to have to sacrifice. And in order to raise kids, we got to sacrifice. In order to keep a job, you got to sacrifice. So don't come into the house of God and forget that we're still called to sacrifice. Now, the cross of Calvary is a beautiful thing. Because in me, it's the gospel. When we look at the cross, if you know the gospel, it's him rescuing us. But it cost him something. And many times for us to help the world that we need to help, we've got to go through something. It would be nice if we didn't face what the world faced. It would be nice if we didn't cry like the world cried. It would be nice if our kids got everything right. But sometimes that doesn't happen. And what do you have to do in all that? You got to sacrifice. All right, let's, let, let, let's go on. Let's look at a definition of sacrifice. Because we're not talking about sacrifice for no reason at all. Let's look at def, uh, sacrifice defined. An act of giving up something valued. For the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. I'm not telling you to lower your level. I'm saying you're sacrificed because there's something more important. What you have going on is important. But sometimes there's something more important. Right now. Our city has been going through for the last two years has been going through death after death after death after death. We're praying, we're preaching, we're doing funerals. And so what else can we do? I don't know. But since it's still happening, we're going to have to keep sacrificing. Because there's something more important at stake. And what's at stake is people's lives are hanging in the balance between the valley of decision. Yeah, yes, yes, maybe you lost your children. Maybe they're locked in a jail cell and you feel like you didn't do right by them and you feel like they're a lost cause. You can still help somebody else standing on the corner. You got to learn how to get outside of yourself and you have to sacrifice because there's something more important than just you. If I didn't think this way, I'd be laying in the bed, tossed and turned all night long. I could not sleep at all. My son, Dylan, had to be in Washington, D.C. He had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go travel to D.C. We've been planning this trip for him for a long time. I'm almost nervous to let him go. Just thoughts. Then there's something called survivor's remorse. You're hurting for their child. But you feel guilty because you still got yours. And you don't know how to wrestle with that. But I thought to myself, I'm going to have to sacrifice. Because my 
people, my church, my members, you don't belong to me, but you're a part of me. You need to know that what I preach, I know how to live. If I got to live it crying, I'll live it crying. If I got to live it nervous, I'll live it nervous. If I got to live it hurting, I'll live it hurting. But at the end of the day, I still believe in this book. I still believe in this word. And if we've ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. Now, honestly, I live around the corner from a liquor store. Y'all wouldn't have known it. I could have went and gone to the liquor store just to ease my nerves. But here's the thing. When I was with liquor, it never left me better than it found me. God is the only one that's able to step in, grab you where you are, lift you up, and lift you on eagle's wings. So guess what? I'm trusting in his word. Is it hard? Yes, it is. But here's the thing I've, I've, I've learned uh, is that God didn't ask us not to be human. Sometimes church folk, we, we, we act like we've got to have a spiritual answer. You don't. Sometimes you don't have anything to say. Well, God needed them. How do you know that? If you don't know it, don't say it. Sometimes just, just be there. Because where two or three are gathered together in my name, he'll be in the midst. So, so I'm standing with the family and I'm just standing. I don't have words, but I'm just standing. But God's in the midst. I feel peace that passes understanding. I feel like somehow it's going to turn out okay. I don't know when, but I got a feeling everything's going to be all right because I just, I'm just human and I'm saying, God, in my humanness, I'm looking for you to step in. Looking for you to make a way. There's a lot more things I could share about the actual event, but I will not. Maybe later, maybe when I talk with the family, maybe later I'll share more. But there's a few verses I want to go to. Let's, let's, let's put uh, them on the screen. Let's start with Hebrews 13, 11 through 16. New Living Translation, then we'll read 20 through 21. We'll put that first one up. There you go. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin. And the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. Sacrifice for sin. There's a lot of uh, Old Testament stuff I can get into, but I, I, won't, uh, I won't dig into that right now. Let's, let's move forward. Is there something I saw that I like? Let's read. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. Hmm. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates. The, the city, Jerusalem, known as Zion, it represents the church, represents the temple of God. But the Bible says Jesus suffered outside the gates. Yes. But here's the reason why to make his people holy by means of his own blood. There are some things we go through that we can keep it in the church. 
Just a few folk know. Just me and the pastor know. We pray about it and things work out and people are happy, but nobody can really say because it was a private matter. But there's sometimes God forces you to suffer outside the gates. And the reason why is so that everybody sees it. And when he steps in and turns it around, they can't credit the Republicans. They can't credit the Democrats. They can't credit your pastor or your bishop. They have to say, like the scripture says, this is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. I'm here to let you know this is hard. But the reason why it's happened the way it's happened, because God going to step in. Some way, somehow, God going to step in and everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to see the God that we serve. See, some people have rejected God because they haven't really seen him. But there's some folk that's about to see him. They're going to see how good he is. They're going to see how he puts minds back together. They're going to see how he brings peace in the middle of a storm. They're going to see who he really is. But if it always happens in here, how will they know? So that's part of our sacrifice. Part of our sacrifice, saints, some of the stuff we go through, it's not really about us. It's about the testimony. Now, 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 do I wish it could be another way sometimes? Yes, I do. Some people, uh, Sister Sharon, have said, Pastor Andre, you're anointed. And the honest truth is I've read books on the anointing, and that's not really what got me anointed. I've had hands laid on me by mighty, powerful men of God. That's not really what did it. Tell, tell you a little funny story that kind of happened to me. I was in a, a conference with Bishop Jakes. And I was in the front and I came to the altar and Bishop Jakes was laying hands on people. He laid hands on two people next to me and the person next to me fell out. Ooh, I was ready for what was going to happen to me. He put his hands on me and I felt nothing. I'm like, ain't this about? <laughs> Wait a second. I'm like, was something wrong with me? What? What's going on? Then he prayed for the next person, and they was falling out. And I'm trying to think, what's what's going on with me? But he said something when he was praying. He put his hands on me, then he backed up, and he put his hands on me again. He said, "I speak creativity over you." At this time, I wasn't a pastor. He said, I speak a creative mind and all this stuff. And then people talk to me now and they be like, the way you dress, the way you're on TikTok and what you do, you're so creative. And it took me a while to realize, wait a second, there was something prayed over me, but I just, I didn't feel what everybody else felt. Not that I didn't get anything. I got something, but I didn't feel what everybody else felt. So the anointing didn't come from them. Where does my anointing come from? My anointing came from being crushed. My anointing came from crying myself to sleep. My anointing came when 
my wife kept miscarrying babies. And I kept wondering why are we the only people that can't have babies? My anointing was born in the fire because my assignment is not just this building. My assignment is bigger. So sometimes the pressure has to be greater because you need to reach people. Guess what? Some people don't understand speaking in tongues. They don't understand bucking at the altar like we do. They didn't grow up like that, but they understand pain. And when you walk in pain and you rise again, it makes them wonder, who do you know? It's I know the master and the master knows me. And this isn't for everybody, but for some of y'all, the reason why you struggle is because of your assignment. It's because of what you're called to do. So what I'm asking you to do is don't give up. I'm asking you to sacrifice. I'm asking you to pray again. What do you mean pray again? Because when you go through stuff, there comes a time in your human existence where you're tired of praying. You're tired of praying for my folk on my job. I'm tired of being nice to my boss. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm asking you, do it again. again. I'm asking you to sacrifice because your ministry is great. And if you give up now, we'll never see what God has really called you unto. Jesus said, I wish this cup could pass from me. And being who he was, he could have, but he said, nevertheless, Nevertheless. not my will, but your will be done. So it hurts, but do do the will of the Father. But I'm also saying it won't always be like this. It won't always be trying. It won't always be testing. And I'd be lying to tell you that that I've gone through just rough times and crushing times. There's blessing times, too. But what I've learned is you don't really appreciate the blessing without the crushing. Many of us understand this when we are trying to give our children more than what our parents were able to give us. We're trying to give them a better life. But some of our kids, because they're growing up in this age and our grandkids are growing up in this age, they don't really understand struggle. They don't know what it's like to eat a grilled cheese with government cheese. They don't, they, they used to Velveeta. They don't know what it's like to get peanut butter out of a white can. They, 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 they swipe cards for their food stamps. They don't know what it's like to have a booklet of colored papers in their hand. And so they're a little soft. They're not as tough many times because they haven't really been through stuff. And it's not their fault. We're trying to give them a better life. But what I'm trying to tell you is Christians who've never been through anything, who've never gone through everything, who never cried themselves to sleep, they can't help this new generation. I'm grateful that you're single and you're not tempted to have sex. But it's some folk you can't reach. It's some of y'all single saints who struggle 
and cry and pray and you wonder why God is saying you the one I'm going to use because you understand what they fear and you know what they're going through. Sometimes God through discernment can let you know what someone is going through. But when you've experienced it for yourself, there's going to be some revivals that won't happen in spaces like this. They're going to happen in spaces like this. Baby, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I understand. But when you get done, let me tell you where I came from. Four years ago. 16 years ago. God brought me out. There's going to be some revivals from some personal experiences. My God, I'm not, I don't know how much I'm going to get to the, the actual scriptures. But as I was, as I was praying, thought about Sister Kay. Thought about being a young child in church. Remember it vividly. Hearing a scream. Looking at the back of the church and seeing Sister Kay just falling. Somebody was trying to hold her up. Had lost her son. And I see her now. And see how she's persevered. And see how she's come through. All the things that she been through and still pushing. See, see, sometimes we misunderstand this. When you see a Christian raising their hand, you assume that it's always been all together. But you don't know what they've been through. But the reason why they're raising their hand is because they tried a few things. That just like Vashon Mitchell, I searched all over. Couldn't find nobody. Looked high and low. Still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than God. And God is good on the mountaintop. But he's also good in the valley. God is good when the sun is shining. But he's also good when lightning is striking. God is good when I know which way to go. But he's good when I'm lost as a ball in high weeds. He's good. And sometimes the only way to know he's good is to talk to you and I. Who've been there. Who've walked this road. And so let's, let's, let's pick up another scripture. My God, I don't even know which one I'm at now. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. To what? Let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. In other words, be willing. Say, God, if this is what you're calling for, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing. I'm willing to do it. I said I've been married 23 years, but I hadn't thought about getting divorced 23 times at least. Maybe at least once a year at least. (laughs) 
But I, I, I had a good friend of mine tell me, and they didn't, they were just talking. They were just talking about their relationships, mishaps. And then they said, whatever you do, you and Devin stay together. Because we'd be devastated if y'all failed. So if it gets hard for us, why do I think it's okay for me to do what some other pastors is doing? I have me a few extra girlfriends on the side. Because I can get away with it. But who would I devastate? Not just me and my family. Who else would I devastate because I'm not willing to sacrifice. Marijuana might end up being legal in the next few years in Indiana. But who would you hurt if you choose not to sacrifice? Well, it's legal. Yes, it's legal. Paul said all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. Because of the calling on your life, there's some stuff you can't do. You can't go where everybody else goes. And guess what? It don't feel good. I know. I know it don't feel good. I didn't talk to God. I want to do what some of them folks are doing. But it's not becoming to my anointing. Yes, yes. So I have to sacrifice. Sacrifice. Now I'm doing more now. Uh, I feel more liberal to do more now, so that's why I'm goofing off sometimes on Facebook and stuff and showing my lighter side. But I've I've been through the ringer already. I've been on the backside of the desert. I mean, you, some people say, you know, I, I, I never knew you, Pastor Andre, until late in life because God it wouldn't let me go nowhere. God didn't trust my little saved self who was trying to dibble and dabble in everything. He said, go home, sit down. I would go to the park and the music would be getting good. And I want to dance and shake and God tell me to go in my car and go home. I wasn't going to go to hell for dancing and shaking, but that was my sacrifice. And it built who I am today. You got to know when God says no, it just means no. Yes. Well, it's not fair. No, it's not. It's not meant to be fair. But God knows he's got a world out there dying. Yes. And he needs somebody to reach him. And if we're doing our own thing whenever we want, how will we ever reach? Yes. Who we need to reach. Well, Pastor, I'm grown. Yeah, you're grown. But God still puts breath in your body. Yes, He does. Hallelujah. And He paid a high price for your soul. So you're going to have to do it His way. Now, if you've messed up, I understand. We we, we forgive you. Pray that God will forgive you, and He will. But I'm urging you, because of the urgency of the hour, have a mindset of sacrifice. All right, let's read a few more. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. This would be a sad message if I was telling you to sacrifice and you didn't have another home. See, the one scripture says, if, if, if this is all, I'm paraphrasing, if this is all we have, we would be men most miserable. If this life was all we get, 
Yeah, go ahead and just live like a hellion if this is all we got. But if you have an inkling that there's another life and there's another home, you can't trade everything in trying to chase this life because you've got another home. And I'm trying to let you know, not only do I want you to sacrifice for your own good and for the good of other people, I want you to sacrifice because this world will let you down. If you put your hope in this world, it'll let you down. Young people, if you are just chasing this world, it'll let you down. Some of us old folk wish we could just pour it in your head. You're wasting your time. This world will let you down every single time. But there's another, there's another home. There's another home. Whatever I don't get in this home, I'll get in the other home. I've always wanted to have a vacation home where I can have views of the ocean. But one thing I know, I'm not going to get that in Muncie. The reservoir and the white river is the best I got. If I want the ocean, I got to have another home. There's some stuff you're never going to get in this life. If you want peace unattainable, you got to know you got to live for that other home. If you want a place where you will cry no more, you got to live for that other home. And if you want me to answer all the whys right now, I can't answer all the whys in this home, but I'm living for another home. We got another home. And here's the thing. There's folk out there, they don't, they don't even know it. They have no idea. YOLO, Y-O-L-O, you only live once. No, you don't. You live and then you live again. So how you live now determines how you live later. And so we got another home. Let's let's read some more. We'll get out of here. Take it more than I thought. Read. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. I wanted to put this up in the in the NIV as well. Read the in the NIV. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. All right, so here's what I'm really talking about. I know I'm talking about sacrifice, but I'm really not talking about you going out there and you got to fast 100 hours and you got to read a whole bunch of of books and God may ask you to do that. But in this season, what God is asking for is a sacrifice of praise. He's asking us to still declare he's good. Yes, God. Even in a bad situation. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. He's asking us to give the fruit of our lips. Yes, God. And when people want to know what's going on, we're like the woman who had a dead son and told the prophet, it is well. I may not know how it's going to be well, but I sacrificed it with my lips. I proclaim it is well. How, how you going to make it out? God going to do it. How you going to fix it? God going to fix it. How, how the family going to get healed? God going to make a way. 
give the fruit of your lips and tell folk God's still going to do it. And that's what I'm doing this morning. I'm still proclaiming he's a good God. Even though I'm broken in a million pieces, I still declare he's a good God. And I serve him to the day I die. And I still love him. And I still believe in him. And I'm still glad he saved my soul. And I'm still glad he's on my side. And I still call him Jehovah Jireh. I still believe. It's a sacrifice. That's the sacrifice. Tell the devil, God still will get the glory. He's still going to get the praise. He still has the final say-so. He's still a lawyer in the courtroom. He's still a doctor in a sick room. He's still a miracle worker. That's my sacrifice. I'm serving God. I'm hoping in God. I'm trusting in God. Anyhow. Anyhow, it may hurt to say it, and you don't know. You don't know how your bills are going to be paid. It hurts to say God is good, but say it anyhow. When you're falling on your face and you're messed up, it hurts to say you're the righteousness of God, but say it anyhow. It hurts to say I'm going to be delivered and you know you're messing up, but call it anyhow. When your child is mixed up and confused, call it anyhow. That's the sacrifice. And as we do it, we're giving God the fruit of our lips. But guess who hears it? That ugly devil. See, he thought when he makes us cry, that crying is all we're going to do. No, I'm going to cry, but I'm going to cry out to God as well. Hear my cry, oh God. Turn down to my prayer. All right, just, just a few more verses. Read that. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So here's the sacrifice is we still give God the fruit of our lips. And then it says what we try to do in this church, still be good to people and share with those in need. See, here's the thing. When you go through a heavy attack, sometimes it's hard to be good. It's hard to go to work with a smile on your face and smiling at everybody and you breaking on the inside. But God said, the sacrifice that pleases me is that you give me the fruit of your lips and you still are good to people. Don't get so bitter that you lose your Christian service. That when folk open the door for you, you don't say thank you. That you lose your manners. You forget how to tip. You forget how to be kind. No, we got too many mean saints. We got too many evil folk. No, sacrifice and be kind anyhow. Love God anyhow. Love people anyhow. Some of the folk that talked about you, they, they laughed at you on Facebook. Don't worry about it. Be good anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. The other day, 
somebody borrowed money from me for the third time. They got to a third time because they had paid me back the other two times. So they got to a third time, but they asked me again, and I was like, is this all I am to you? Is to give you money. And they were like, no, I just run into it, but I promise I'll pay you back. And I gave it to them. And that was three weeks ago. And I ain't seen nothing yet. And the first two times they paid me back right away when they said they paid me back. I checked them. I was like, oh, do you have what owe me? Oh, oh, I, I got a check coming in. I'll, I'll get you. And I ain't seen them since. Ain't heard from them. They don't live here. So you ain't got to try to figure out who it is. But they posted on Facebook not too long ago in a nice outfit. Looking good. I'm thinking, take that off and give me my money. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. No matter what that individual did, that can't stop me from extending my hand. You're going to get burnt sometimes sacrificing. So folk going to get over on you in the process. But don't worry about that. Don't allow it to change the inside of who you are and make the devil mad. Still be good. Still be kind. Still be loving. Now, I don't mean you got to keep blowing the folk money. I'm just <laughs> But don't lose what you have. That's the sacrifice. I'm, I'm not going to go into any more verses. That, those are the main things I want to talk about, calling us to sacrifice. I talked about the other things because some of us do need to sacrifice our flesh. We do need to crucify. We, we, we know who we are. You in uh, online audience, you know if God's been dealing with you about that. And don't worry, God has been dealing with me about that myself. Even in some of the things that I eat, he's just been telling me, you know, I, I really like sugar. And because I work midnight shift, sometimes I'll just eat something sweet to pick me up. He's just living. That's not always good. So I had to put it back. I, I failed not too long ago. I failed. I woke up and, and my wife and them had baked a whole bunch of cookies. And them cookies diminished real quick. And I wouldn't let nobody know who was going back grabbing them cookies. But it was me the whole time. I kept taking cookies and cookies was good. But afterwards, I did too much. I knew it did too much. And God is telling me, you know, you, you, you got to do so. So for those of us who we need in our flesh, we need to, to discipline the sacrifice there. But the greater lesson was sacrifice, the sacrifice of praise. Let's praise God anyhow. As we carry these families through this journey, and it's a journey. And this is not no one-time thing. This is a journey. Let us have the fruit of our lips and let's do it for them because there's a certain period in grief where anger comes and because of pastoring when it came to my father I was able to go through that process but the anger hit me later I was talking to my therapist the other day I said I'm just not hitting the anger stage thinking dad I'm upset with you why are you gone? And that, that's just part of the grieving process. And so when you have people and they're, they're grieving and they may be mad at God, don't be trying, don't spend so much time trying to direct them, but you give the fruit of your lips for them. 
you praise God for them. If they say something ignorant in a moment of grief and anger, don't, don't, don't worry about it. You, you correct it for them. No, they don't mean that. You, we, we got to give the fruit of our lips to make a way and to make a difference. And we got to still keep being good. We got to still keep being kind. And we got to still keep giving God the best that we can give. Come on. Let's, let's put our hands together. Let's praise the Lord. Actually, uh, Sister Kelly, you, I want you to go up to the, the scripture right before that, that blue thing. I, there's one thing I do need to add. Read this, uh, Sister Mitchell. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. All right, now. Put that final point up. If you allow him in, God will equip those he calls to sacrifice. You are not expected to do it alone in your own energy. On my job, they want me to drive a tow motor. And guess what they do? They provide me with the tow motor. I don't have to buy the tow motor and bring it to the place. They equip me with what I need to do the job. And so I'm asking us to sacrifice in this season. But the equipment you need to sacrifice doesn't have to come from you. God will give you what you need to fulfill what he's calling for us to do. Let's bow our heads. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We praise you. And we honor you. Thank you for this word. Bless your people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.